Hey everybody, this is Jimmy Hawk with Hawkeye Talk with Jimmy Hawk, and it's season two, episode 24. And I just wanted to talk a little bit about the Iowa-Wisconsin game today. Kind of was keeping some notes as the game was going on and how things unfolded. Just did not expect this. You know, I, I obviously picked the Hawkeyes to win this game. I know that the offense really looked bad against Purdue. There's been some other games where it looked bad. I thought that was more a, a factor of, hey, the Hawkeyes have the lead. They're getting turnovers, and they are just going to, you know, just going to kind of keep those teams down, run the ball, not really do too much, and and run the clock out and win. And so, you know, there was some. there's been some flashes, too, in some of those games. The Maryland game, the offense looked good. You know, what does that tell you about Maryland's defense, I guess? But I did not expect the Hawkeyes to look this bad. I knew it was going to be a bit of a struggle running the football. Uh, Wisconsin is just that good. They're only giving up 53 yards rushing per game. I thought the Hawkeyes might be stuck on 70 or 80 yards rushing, but they'd keep trying to pound it, kind of keep keeping them honest there on the defensive side. But that Petrus would be able to throw for some yardage to, to Bruce, uh, Keegan Johnson, Hopefully Tyrone Tracy Jr. get him going after what he did two years ago at Camp Randall. Charlie Jones, um, you know, Nico Regani. I thought they'd be able to get those guys really going, and, and the tight end as well, uh, Sam Laporta. It just it's this kind of seems like a low point, but I don't know how it can really be a low point when the team is six and two. I guess we just all had our hopes up so high when the Hawkeyes were 6-0, and that this could be that year. I mean, I was seriously thinking Big Ten championship possibilities. I think everybody was. Um, and then when you get into that conversation, you start thinking playoffs. And could this be a team with special, special teams, special defense, you know, just enough offense to win those games? Could this be a team that's going to have a really, really special season? And... Uh, they still could. I mean, they're they're out of the they're out of the hunt for you know any kind of playoff. They're out of the hunt for the Big Ten championship. I would think you know unless something really crazy happens. But you know, watching this offense just slog along and struggle in the run game, struggle in the pass game with no continuity, no flow, um, offensive line that, that is playing as poorly as I can recall in the Kirk Ferentz era. You just watch blitzing linebackers go right around the offensive line like it's so easy, and you just have to wonder how that happens at this point in the season and how really it happens, you know, with the coaches that they've had in place. I know they lost their offensive line coach at the end of last season. He went to Wyoming to be the offensive coordinator, but they, they hired a good guy to replace him who has a lot of experience. And how'd they get to this point of having just such young, inexperienced players who are, are struggling, you know, you'd think almost too that they're, they're, this is game eight, that, that they'd be really buttoning things up and, and getting the fundamentals down and, and doing a little bit better job back there. But hey, it's a team, team game, and, and the issues kind of are all over the place on that offense. But, you know, it seems like they've got some good players, but just really hard, hard to watch right now. I was surprised to see Iowa win the toss and elect to receive. You know, with this, the way this offense has been playing this year, and especially of late, the election to receive really kind of had me scratching my head. Seemed like an odd decision, but Charlie Jones had a great kickoff return to give the Hawkeyes good field position. And it, it seemed like the Hawkeyes were in business, but that 
You know, first play was an empty set, no running back in the backfield, nothing there. Petrus is sacked. Um, nice run for about five, but after the sack, it's third and long. So, you know, at this point, you're one-dimensional. Everybody knows you're going to pass. Incomplete. The Hawkeyes had to, had to punt. Wasted really good field position, which ended up being a theme in this game. You know, the special teams were mostly good. Um, on that first punt, though, it, it kind of felt like the Hawkeyes missed, you know, their star special teams guy, Terry Roberts. He's always the first guy down there, and that ball rolled into the end zone. The Badgers took over on the 20 rather than maybe being pinned inside the 10. And on Wisconsin's first drive, they went right at the Hawkeyes. Uh, Mertz, the quarterback who's really struggled this year, he was able to convert on a big third down. And I think it was about a 10-play drive, but the Hawkeyes got the ball back, started its own 8-yard line, and unable to get anything going. Incomplete pass on third down, trying to find Goodson on a slant. Not a good pass by Petrus there. The Hawkeyes punt. Wisconsin takes over on the 35. And it was a really odd part of the game where Mertz was actually on target with his passing. They were letting him sling it, and he was getting the ball downfield. They were mixing in the run. What a beautiful call on third and one from the four-yard line. It was a play-action pass by Mertz. He faked the handoff. Tight end was wide open in the end zone. The linebackers fell for the fake. Everyone thought Wisconsin was going to try to pound it on the ground to get that first down, and it's 7-zip Wisconsin. And, boy, I'd like Iowa to look at that play a little bit. You know, when you just need a yard, how fooled that defense can be when they, they expect you to be running it up the middle, and they do a little play action, tight end. There was nobody within five yards of him. Other than that first drive with a nice kickoff return, the field position woes continued for the Hawkeyes. They had a nine-yard run on first down. It was nullified by a motion penalty. It just seems like it's two steps forward, three steps back for this offense. Instead of second and one, it's first and 15, which is not good for this offense at this point. On the first down, you know, it's incomplete pass. Second down, negative four yards rushing. That play just seemed so telegraphed. Everyone, you know, we were watching that, and maybe it's because I was watching on TV, but you could just see it was a handoff following that fullback. And the defense just swarmed to that spot. There was nothing there. Negative yards. Now it's third and 19. The Hawkeyes ran a tunnel screen for Arlen Bruce. for You know, he got some nice yardage, but no chance to get to the line to gain. So the Hawkeyes have to punt again. This time, a 43-yard punt. Wisconsin is in business with good field position. And at this point, man, you just start wondering how long is this defense going to be able to hold up. They did a really great job in this game. As many times as their back was against the wall, but with so many three and outs, are they going to get tired? Um, you know, it's a short breather when it's three and outs over and over again, and you're having to run back out there and pound against 300-plus pound offensive linemen play after play. Well, the first play for Wisconsin was a 29-yard run. Uh, handed to that defense, though. They held Wisconsin to a field goal. Now the offense needs to find some plays that will work against this strong Wisconsin defense. The Hawkeyes start the next possession around the 20. Petrus was sacked on the first play. Then a run for no gain, and on play three, Petrus just stood back there in the pocket like a statue. He was back there for so long, the ball was knocked out of his hand. It's Wisconsin ball, first and goal. And what a goal line stand by Iowa's defense. I, I, I really have to hand it to them. They did a great job. On fourth and goal from the one-yard line, Mertz handed it off to the fullback. He left his feet trying to get across the goal line. He was met by Joe Evans. 
He had a great game, by the way, as an undersized defensive lineman. He really seemed to be active in there. But also Seth Benson, Campbell provided support. And then, you know, props to Noah Shannon. He had penetration on that play, kind of sealing it off so that the big fullback really had one lane to try, and he was marked short of the goal line. The only problem here is Iowa has the ball at the six-inch line, and they haven't even gotten a first down yet today. So I was begging the Hawkeyes to have Petrus go back, fire deep on a short hook-and-go type play, hook-and-ladder to Keegan Johnson because Wisconsin would have never thought Iowa would do that. Let's just get aggressive, you know, not end up with I was worried about a safety, to be honest with you here, you know, trying to run it up the middle or even punting the ball from the two-yard line. What does it really matter if you punt from the six-inch line or the two-yard line? But Iowa did what was expected, quarterback sneak on first down, you know, got a bit, maybe a yard, a little bit of extra room, run up the middle on second down. But Ivory Kelly Martin fumbled the handoff. Somehow he never secured it when Petrus put it in his gut, and Wisconsin jumped on the ball. First play, it's quarterback sneak, and 17-0. The Badgers take the big lead. At this point, you know, the way Iowa's offense was going, it seemed almost like it was 100 to zero. I couldn't help thinking, you know, if the Hawkeyes can get something going and get a TD at this point, I've, I'm still holding out hope that if the Hawks can get a touchdown, going to half down 17 to seven, that would just be a huge win based on how this offense has played and how this game has gone so far. But just another three and out with a run for two yards, bad pass by Petrus on a slant, and then Petrus tucked the ball, tried to run, but no chance getting to the first down marker. He doesn't have, you know, that kind of speed or quickness to be able to tuck and run when you need eight yards on third down. But it just seemed like he had a lot of time there to throw the ball, and, and I don't know if he's just not seeing the field well, um, not able to scan and find open guys. Are guys not open? And if they're not open, then, I mean, Iowa's offensive coordinator needs to call plays where guys can get open. It's, it's unbelievable how much, how many times the Hawkeyes, you know, Petrus drops back and, and just it seems like he can't find anybody. So, you know, it almost feels at this point that opponents know what the Hawkeyes are going to run and they can defend the Hawkeyes too easily. So I don't know what's going on there. But I was really surprised on the next series for Wisconsin. They just kept passing the ball and stopping the clock. I thought for sure they would just try to ground it out ground and pound, run out the clock, get to halftime with a 17 to nothing lead. Instead, they stopped the clock, and there I am again thinking, wow, if the Hawkeyes can finally get it together, go on a touchdown drive, it's 17 to 7. That would be a huge momentum swing before half. And then the punt bounced off the chest of the punt returner. It was Max Cooper who was standing in for the injured Charlie Jones. I thought it was Charlie Jones, and then I, I saw later that it was Max Cooper. And another turnover, you know, unfortunate. You know, Max had to step in there with Charlie Jones being tended to. Ends up fumbling it and into the red zone. So Wisconsin has the ball in the red zone again. And credit the Iowa defense for holding Wisconsin to a field goal there. The D was, was still out there doing its job. And then the Hawkeyes got the first first down of the game. It was a pass from Petrus to Laporta. Uh, unbelievable, though. It's almost halftime, and the Hawkeyes got a first down for the first time 
ends up being just a five-play, 12-yard drive, so the offense is still unable to generate anything. I mean, if they put up points there, you never know what's going to happen in this game. Uh, momentum is swinging the Hawkeyes' way, but they just didn't have anything. Reganey was wide open. Petrus missed him, and he was wide open again. And Petrus just stood back in the pocket, and he swallowed the football. Didn't try to step up into the pocket. You know, hit one of the open guys. There were guys streaking down the field. And, you know, again, I'm watching on TV, but it, it just seemed like there were some options to throw to there. Unfortunate. And the Badgers got the ball first to open the second half. Um, they went three and out. And then Charlie Jones did what he was doing all day. He had a nice punt return. You know, uh, other than that one miscue, the Hawkeye special teams were really good. Hawkeyes have great field position at the 45. Two runs for two or three yards. The Hawkeyes try to screen to Goodson. And Petrus just stared him down the whole time, looking to his left as he was releasing out to the left. The linebackers went right with him. Um, they, he was covered up. It looked like there were some other options down the field. I think it was Laporta it looked like was open. Um, but Petrus just kind of stared down the, the running back. By the time he looked up, he was under duress, and uh, he just kind of fired the ball out of bounds. But the D, the defense just kept stepping up. Iowa got good field position again. Charlie Jones returned once again, and finally the Hawkeyes got six. Keegan Johnson had the big gain on a reverse, and Iowa barely got over the plane of the end zone. I mean, it was a quarterback sneak, and whew, thankfully the ball got over, and it's 7-20 to 20 Hawkeyes, down 13, but there was still a lot of time left in the game, believe it or not, at this point. Wisconsin's offense was really stagnant now. Graham Mertz missed on nine straight passing attempts, and the Hawkeyes got the ball back, appeared to be driving, you know, maybe we were going to see a 14-20 to 20 game here, but on third and two, the Hawkeyes ran the fullback up the middle against a stacked defensive line. No way for that to work. And then after a timeout, the Hawkeyes run it up the middle for half a yard to the fullback again, and they turn it over on downs. And that was the point where I said some, a few choice words. Um, my, my wife had a good quote. I don't want to use the term. It wasn't a swear word or anything, but a term to about that play calling there. And, you know, I said there's just no way. I told her there's no way we're going to be able to run it up the middle with that many guys down there. So please, Iowa, please do not run it up the middle. Just pitch it to Teagood. He's going to run for the first down and then some. For whatever reason, Iowa's play calling was just so conservative. And they ran a play that had such a low chance of succeeding with that many guys on the defense between the tackles. And then you think about Wisconsin's guys. They're bigger. I don't know if they're stronger, but they look, they're bigger. They're more experienced. These are older guys. Really a head-scratcher to me. But last week, they tried two quarterback sneaks when the inside was packed full of defenders, and they didn't get it. So this week, they mix it up with two consecutive handoffs to the fullback to turn it over on downs. Not exactly the kind of imagination you want from a play call. Uh, just far too conservative there. That was really disappointing. That was... To me, you know, there's your chance to make it 14 to 20, and, and that's all you got is, is two handoffs to the fullback uh, with the defense just stacked in there. Really disappointing, but the defense gave up a touchdown after that. You can't blame them there. You know, they've, they've held up their end of the bargain, played a pretty good game, and final score may not really reflect that, but they caused 
a lot of field goals um, when when you know they could have could have given up touchdowns easily, put in a bad situation. They had the goal line stand. Alex Padilla came in late. He had a couple of nice plays. He's much more mobile than Spencer. You can see that. You wonder if it's time to switch things up and try something new. Give Padilla some snaps. Maybe he can make some plays with his feet. He had that one play where he was rolling to the left, kind of getting away from the rush, and he and he threw a pass on the run, completed to Petrus for a first down. I don't know what the answer is, but uh, in this one, the Hawkeyes had nine first downs, two of 13 on third down. That's really, really bad. Total yards, a paltry 156 with 132 passing, 24 rushing. Conservative play calling made Wisconsin look like the Steelers' steel curtain back in their heyday. And Wisconsin rushed for 166 yards, passed for 104. If you would have told me going in, you know, I would have been okay with that. 166 rushing, 104 passing. I would have been fine with that, considering Wisconsin came in rushing for 219 a game. And they'd been on roll lately with a couple of games of close to 300 yards rushing. Three, three fumbles for the Hawkeyes, so that was a big factor in this game as well. Petrus, 9 of 19 for 93 yards. Goodson, 13 rushes for 27 yards. Gavin Williams, he looked good late, you know, probably going against the second and third team defense, but he runs hard, had a, two rushes for 15 yards. Laporta and Reganey, both with three catches. True freshman, Johnson and Bruce, they combined for three catches. Johnson had 27 yards receiving to go with 12 yards rushing on a nice end around. For Wisconsin, Mertz was 11 of 22 for 104 yards and a touchdown. Allen, the, the freshman, boy, is he a load. He rushed 20 times for 104 yards. Malusi, the transfer from Clemson, 19 times for 48 yards. Hand it to the Hawkeye defense for laying it all on the line today. Kerner had 11 tackles. Campbell had nine. Seven for Benson, and seven as well for Jamari Harris. He was the third-string cornerback, and he filled in for the injured Terry Roberts, who filled in for injured Riley Moss last week but couldn't make it, couldn't, get, couldn't go this week. No sacks for the Hawkeyes, just one tackle for loss. And you compare that to Wisconsin with six sacks, ten tackles for loss. So it's hard to keep any offense going with so many negative plays. You know, that's, that's 10 negative plays, and then you, you throw in that penalty that one time and turnovers. Ugh. Well, next up for the Hawkeyes, it's a night game at Northwestern. It's time to go back to the drawing board for that offense. Um, that offense just they look so poor today. And, yes, Wisconsin, they do have a very good defense, but that's two weeks in a row really looking out of sorts with not much going at all on the offensive side of the ball. Fitzgerald over there in Evanston has to just be licking his chops seeing this Iowa offense, as are the other teams that the Hawkeyes have coming up. Bielema, oh, Fleck. So, you know, two more trophy games coming up. The Heartland Trophy goes back to Madison after a much too short stay in Iowa City. So that's disappointing. The Hawkeyes have been, I think, coming into this game, were 20-4 and four in their last 24 uh, trophy games. But the Heartland goes back to Madison. Uh, we need Floyd to stay in the trophy. We've got the Cyhawk for another year. Um, and then uh, the Heartland as well. So lots of big games coming up. Well, that's all I have today. I wanted to get this over with. I usually don't, you know, usually wait a day or so to let it stew. But I didn't really want to talk about this one tomorrow and, and have to relive it. 
So I wanted to get this done. It was a disappointing game, you know, just really hoping that the offense can figure some things out and get some firepower and be able to get some wins in the next four weeks. You know, we've kind of seen this before. Look at 2019. There was a couple of games in that season where the offense just just really, really struggled. And then see what they did to USC in the in the bowl game. So, well, uh, rough one today. But like I said, the Hawkeyes have bounced back before. I'm not going to count them out yet. Until next time, go Hawks!